On today's Locked On Texan podcast, Deshaun Watson settles 20 out of his 24 silver suits. Will his future affect the Texans? And we discuss QB2 on the Houston Texans quarterback depth chart. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm John Hickman, joined by Cody Davis. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Now. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNow.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of 500 or more by using Locked On at checkout. Super excited for today's show. Uh, a topic that Cody and I try to stay away from <laughs> in terms of Deshaun Watson and keeping up with Watson and what he has going on. We try to make sure that we report on the current Houston Texans and the state of the Texans. However, Deshaun settling, I think that's big news. And Deshaun Watson has reached confidential settlements, Cody and listeners, with all but four silver suits that were filed against him. According to attorney Tony Busby, these cases will soon be dismissed. Busby said they are working through paperwork related to those settlements. He continued with, once we have done so, those particular cases will be dismissed. Josina Anderson reported there's been a recent and intense shift of focus internally within the NFLPA on providing support, <coughs> excuse me, providing support for Deshaun Watson's case and Watson's own outside counsel to ensure his rights are protected, thereby also suggesting an initial resolution is nearing. That's per league source as well. And Aaron reporter, Aaron Wilson reported that the NFL spokesperson, Brian McCarthy said of Deshaun Watson's settlement, today's development has no impact on the collective bargaining disciplinary process. But as of right now, all before cases are being settled they will soon be dismissed and just last week i want to point out that just last week deshaun watson was adamant still to this date about fighting to clear his name and to prove he did nothing illegal um or disrespected or brought harm to any of the women that brought cases upon him uh what a difference a day makes a week later that has changed and you have to be sure that the browns came in and said hey no we're going to go ahead and get this taken care of hmm. we're going to eat what we're going to eat on our losses when it's time for you to play football you better damn sure be ready to play football so they're going to go ahead and get that settled cody but for you you and i have been talking for a very long time how this possibly should have happened a year ago now it's finally happening and this will possibly play out and affect the Houston Texans. I think so in a positive way. Deshaun Watson getting these cases settled does not necessarily mean that he won't miss games. I still anticipate he will miss games. And, of course, the more games he missed, the, the likely it is, the, the, the odds and likely it is for the Browns to not be as good of a team with him on the field, which will boost what the Houston Texans can do in the NFL draft as they do have the number one with well, their first-round pick for next year. 
In terms of Deshaun settling, John, listeners and viewers, I am not surprised because when you take a look at the events that has transpired ever since he was traded to the Cleveland Browns, things for Deshaun Watson, including the Houston Texans, kind of got worse. I mean, think about it. Since he got traded to the Cleveland Browns, there has been, what, three or four more lawsuits against Deshaun Watson. There was the HBO special. The Houston Texans got themselves involved in this whole entire situation. And then there was talks about the possibility that Deshaun Watson could be suspended somewhere in the ballpark between six to eight games to some people was predicting a year. There was talks that it could be a year, uh, a whole season plus an additional season um, because there was a possibility of pay league, get this taken care of. And then once this is taken care of, you now have an opportunity to miss the follow the following season due to the real suspension. And I do want to say this, and no, I'm not taking up for Deshaun Watson in no type of way, but I do want to point out at the end of the day, we still do not know, and we will probably never know what actually went on doing those massages with Deshaun. However, John, you mentioned something that I do want to piggyback on a little bit. You know, he, he paid, he had an opportunity to pay these settlements, 20 out of the 24 we all know ever since all of this came out, his top priority was to clear his name. Just because he paid these settlements does not mean this is proof of any type of guilt. However, John, I do want to piggyback on this. My only, I don't want to say issue, but my only concerns about Deshaun Watson doing it now, had Deshaun Watson taken care, taken care of these problems last season, do you think there's a possibility the Texans could have came away with a better deal than what they got from Cleveland? Uh, possibly. And uh, maybe not I, just Cleveland, just, you know, whichever team. Remember the, the Falcons, the, the Panthers. The Miami Saints, Dolphins. Because remember, Dolphins. there was talks that he was actually on, on the verge of settling during the trade deadline. But him and the lawyers and the people involved, they could not agree yeah. on the non-disclosure like, terms. Well, Stephen Ross really wanted – to get a, uh, a a for sure, you know, on his next step, and it was too late for that. I, I think so. And again, I, I was adamant that the Texans could have gotten more at the time of the trade. Now, granted, mm -hmm. the Browns took on what the Texans owed to Deshaun Watson, and then put more on top of that. But I think the biggest win for Houston is just moving on. And literally, that's someone else's problem now. But in terms of Deshaun Watson, um, you know, to speak freely just for a moment, you, you got to look at him and, and wonder how much has been wasted hmm. simply based off he him himself, he himself not doing things smarter. And and, and I, now I'm talking about once to hit the fan, you know how early in the game could you could have made an audible and said, you know what, this isn't worth going through the process and having to, you know, stretch out this amount of money that I have to pay and the back and forth. If you really didn't feel like you did anything wrong, if you felt like there was no wrongdoing, as a man, I you know half of me understands and respect it. But how much time was lost in, in, in the wake of everything now settling when this could have been taken care of, like you mentioned, Cody, a long time ago. Uh, and, again, I think his 
team around him really failed him tremendously. Hmm. But now for Houston to bring it back around, now Houston is with Davis Mills. Now Houston has uh, a below subpar QB2, QB3 backup room, and we're going to look at the, the QB room. And now they are in a position for Houston where next season they're still going to get a first-round pick from the Cleveland Browns regardless where they end up next year. A lot of people in here, uh, everybody in Houston is hoping for a top-10 pick. That's great. Now that pairs Houston with two possibly top-10, top-15 picks like they had this year. So they will be able to continue to move. But I don't I don't think nothing is as important as just moving on from Deshaun Watson, who, again, I think has been filled by his team and those around him for a very long time. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Like one of those hot Honda Odyssey fuel pumps, they cost $353 for one of those chain stores. 216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. And Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every customer. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on Texans in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you over to those good people. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Welcome back, Locked On Texans listeners and viewers out there. As Cody and I continue to look over the depth chart and how Houston, as an as overall football team, can improve in areas that they may be lacking in, we look at the quarterback depth chart headline, of course, by Davis Mills, followed by Kyle, followed by Kyle Allen, Jeff Driscoll, and Kevin Hogan. We just talked about what Deshaun Watson departure meant for Houston and what his future can, how that can affect Houston. But as of right now, Cody, you've been out there at OTAs. Next month, training camp starts. And from that time period to next month, what are we looking forward to out of Kyle Allen, Jeff Driscoll, and Kevin Hogan? Because I'm of the mindset if if Davis Mills goes down or or if Davis Mills isn't working, excuse me, I'm a little stopped up. Where can Houston go to? Uh, do they call Cam Newton, who's a free agent right now? Do they do they scour the market, or do they have a quarterback that, as of right now, and I'll go with Kyle Allen. I think he's the most quarterback ready of the three, Jeff, uh, Jeff Grisco and Hogan. Do they have a quarterback that they are also doing a good job of implementing the knowledge that they need into the off for the offense, just in case Davis Mills doesn't make it home tonight. From what I saw out of voluntary OTAs and mandatory minicamp, no, they do not. <laughs> Plain and simple. If Davis Mills goes down, let's say with an injury, knock on wood, or if things are not going well for Davis Mills, you ask where should they go? They should literally just go to the tank factor and get ready for the quarterback class of 2023. And, John, Look, Hogan, I don't expect him to make the team. Jeff Driscoll, I think, is going to be the same situation as we saw last year. He's going to be on the practice squad, and they're only going to call him up when they actually needed extra body. Now, with that being said, what I saw out of Kyle Allen 
throw out voluntary OTAs and mandatory minicamp, I was a little bit disappointed because I was looking at Allen from a standpoint of, yes, he's going to take the helm as the backup quarterback. And he was somebody that I was looking at to where, you know, if things don't work out with Davis Mills, maybe he could come in and kind of, you know, clean things up so we won't be watching bad football for a second consecutive season. However, John, some of the passes that he was making at practice, um, there was multiple times where if he didn't throw an interception, it was damn near an interception. So many pass deflections came every time, almost every time he released the ball. Like, I did not like what I saw Allen in. I was more so disappointed because... When I take a look at the little expectations that I have from Allen, you're looking at a guy who was the primary starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers in 2019, where he threw for 3,332 yards, 17 touchdowns. You know, he seemed like a guy that could come in and kind of help save your organization if they're going through a rough patch. But I don't know if that was just a fluke of a season Or maybe he's just having a hard time trying to get accustomed to Pep Hamilton's offense. Because I'm here to tell you, Pep Hamilton is going to implement a lot of things next season that we probably always wanted to see out of the Houston Texans, i.e. especially during the time when they had a quarterback like Deshaun Watson. But I I did not like what I saw out of Allen. And if Davis Mills gets in trouble... The, the Houston Texans are going to be in trouble, and it might be a repeat from what we saw out of the 2021 season. Now, with that being said, John, the next question should be, from what I saw out of voluntary OTAs, mandatory minicamp, <laughs> Nick Casario may want to consider exploring the quarterback market one more time before the start of training camp. It's funny we mentioned that because not too long ago, we talked about whether or not there's another move that should be made on behalf mm-hmm. of the Nick Casario in the front office for the Houston Texans. And I mentioned defensive tackle. Now we're talking about how bad Kyle Allen looked, who has the most talent of the three. I'm not going to say he's the – well, he's the better. He does have the more experience. And you look, you talked about the 2019 season with the Carolina Panthers. I would then go to the 2020 season with the Washington Football mm-hmm. team, excuse me, where he won one game out of four, uh, started four games, uh, played in those four games they needed to come in, and uh, had 610 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. His TD percentage was actually higher the year before. So he does have the experience. Uh, the thing about Kyle Allen is he's only good in a short amount of time. So he is not the quarterback. You want to go out there with eight or nine games left, throw him out there and expect for some magic. And I think that speaks to what Houston is going on right now. They are banking everything on the potential and growth of Davis Mills. And I'll say it like this, explain it a little bit more. They are trying to see whether or not they need to spend a first round pick on a quarterback next year. If the quarterback position needs to be heavily invested in, in terms of drafting and bringing in players, or is there a system that they need to invest in this year? I think this will be the first part of that transition. The system part, the talent part, we're going to put a system together that calls for maybe quicker reads, maybe quicker decisions. And then we're going to make sure that Davis mills is prepared. If he doesn't work out, We know what the rest of these other three quarterbacks look like. This isn't a situation where maybe Philly had a Minshew or you always have a a Fitzpatrick 
if you're Miami or whoever else is played on, waiting in the background. No, these guys are not the mm. prop. They're not going to be a part of the process at all. We just needed bodies, and then they'll find out whether or not next year they need that quarterback in their first round. So, again, the quarterback options right now, that room is, is I, I will go ahead and call it not good. And for Houston, they do, Cody, you're right. From now to the start of training camp, when preseason roll the, rolls around, you're able to see them play some live game against some opponents, guys in other jerseys. It will make sense for them to keep a list of guys that are available right now. And what comes to my mind is Cam Newton, of course. Uh, RG3 said that he had some people call him <laughs> after he ran a 4-7, but I, I, that could be very much true. Houston should give him a call. Um, but I, Kyle Allen, do something. <laughs> and, because and, you do have the more, more experience of the other three quarterbacks. Yeah, he does. And that's why I really wanted to emphasize on maybe he's just having a hard time trying to get accustomed to Pep Hamilton's offense. Because remember, John, listeners and viewers, at the start of voluntary OTAs, remember our very first episode, I came on this show talking about how bad Davis Mills looked. And I have to also keep in mind that he is trying to get accustomed to a new offensive system. And over the last month, he started looking better to the point where my confidence in Davis Mills started to grow again. And of course, when you take a look at who is getting the more reps at practice, of course, Davis Mills is getting a lot more reps in practice versus what Kyle Allen is getting. And maybe that is part of the reason why there's this big gap between where Davis Mills is and where Kyle Allen is. However, John, as you just mentioned, his experience should be there. So when I look at the free agent market, at this point, I really don't know if there's anybody the Texans can actually get because while there is a need to upgrade your backup quarterback, at the same time, you don't want to sign somebody that's going to become a threat to Davis Mills. You don't want Davis Mills to feel threatened, and now he's feeling like, Every time he's making a mistake, he got to look over his shoulder because he might get pulled out at any given moment. Now, y'all know our friends at Built Bar are always coming out with amazing new flavors. Well, this time, Built Bar has truly outdone themselves with the new mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built Bar is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both mud pie bar and mud pie puff not sure what mud pie tastes like well of course it doesn't taste like mud but if you're a chocolate fan you better sit down for this one this new mud pie is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse smothered in 100 real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumbles that sounds good as hell that sounds really good. And, of course, with Bill Bar, only 150 calories, 8 grams of sugar, 16 grams of protein, the best of both worlds, tasting and healthy. Go to Bill.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bill.com. The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey Sports experts, the draft experts of the Locked On NBA Big Board. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today.
That rhymes a little bit, right? <laughs> I was a rapper in my past life. So oh my I can gosh. make all of these sound a little cooler. <laughs> I can do that. And before we close out with this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans, John and I want to take a look at the future of the Houston Texans quarterback room. And look, we opened up the show talking about the pass and Deshaun Watson. Second segment, we talked about what's going on currently with the Houston Texans quarterback room, more so the backup quarterback. But, you know, we can't talk about the Houston Texans quarterbacks without talking about Davis Mills. But, John, listeners and viewers, I want to take this conversation just a little bit further. If Davis Mills goes out, lives up to expectation, and he establishes himself as a franchise quarterback for this organization. What do you think he would have to do in order to be considered the greatest quarterback in franchise history? Now, I don't think it's as far-fetched as people might think because there's only two quarterbacks that you got to choose from. <laughs> Matt Schaub, because he was here the longest. What, how long he was here? For like six, seven years? So he has all of the records, but of course... Watson was the most talented quarterback the Texans ever had. And I do believe that if Davis Mills considered himself as a, as a franchise quarterback for this organization moving forward, this is a franchise that will finally get the will finally have an opportunity to have a mix of both a really talented quarterback and one who could dominate the history books. Yeah, so let me say this first. Davis Mills, I think, is still in a, in a place right now where the first thing he can do to solidify himself as the greatest or the best quarterback in Texan history, I, I think, would have to be making sure that this upcoming draft, you got C.J. Stroud and you also have um, – I'm missing one of them. You got two top quarterback prospects. Oh, uh, your boy from Alabama, Bryce Young. First and foremost, to prove that you are this Texans franchise quarterback, you have to make sure that they don't draft them. That's hmm. your first task. I think that's a fair task. I think this upcoming season, to talk about the present, which is kind of in the present future you know, category, but this upcoming season, Davis Mills has to go out there, and all of those flashes has to become consistent. The moving on the pocket that we saw, you know, good things out of him last season whenever he was able to get loose and move around the pocket. The touch on those throws, going through your progression, those things can't be, oh, he did it on this drive, and the Texans were able to score their only touchdown the whole game. Or he was able to get them to a point where they was able to score a field goal, and that cut the game down from 30-0 to zero to 30-3, to three. like things <laughs> like that. Davis Mills, as a quarterback, has to make all of those flashes – continuously grow and become consistent. Now, you got to look at both Deshaun Watson and Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub, who, you know, got the Texans to the best record they had in, in, in franchise history at 12-4. Deshaun Watson, who led the league in passing while he was still playing under the Houston Texans, went 4-11 one year. But also remember that Buffalo Bill game and the electricity that he mm. provided for that game. Like, both of those quarterbacks and Matt Sharp and Deshaun Watson has done some good things. You know what neither one of those guys have done in the 20 years this franchise has been around in a short time span 
for Matt Schaub and D- Deshaun Watson, neither one of those guys have went to a conference game. Hmm. And both of those guys had the talent to do so. One more so, more balanced than the other. Matt Schaub had a great defense and also had Arian Foster and Andre Johnson. I do think that the year that he was injured, that would have been the year that they would have went to the conference game. When you look at Deshaun Watson, you know, that conference game was right in reach until they lost lead. For So for Davis Mills, it's about getting to a conference game. It's always going to be about getting to a Super Bowl. And it's always going to be about numbers. It's always going to be about wins. You have to put all of that together and get to a conference title game. I'm Justin, Sports Guy Hickman. Thank you for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texans podcast. And I'm sorry for you guys who have to sit through my stuffy nose when I'm talking like this. I apologize. I'll be better soon. Uh, make sure you are following the Locked On Texans on Twitter. Also, make sure you're checking us out, liking, subscribing, commenting, sharing to the Locked On Texans YouTube page as well. And uh, again, newly married. I got to wear my ring on the show. <laughs> I got it around my chain because I like to, you know, do the little cool stuff, but I got to put my ring on. <laughs> and as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, four years in, baby. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.